I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. A lot of people have said there are people now dying of the swine flu who are in good health. By whose standards? Hospitals serve jello. Robert Scott Bell. Food advertising. You know the people. Fresh, natural, hearty, old-fashioned, homemade goodness in a can. <laughs> Robert Scott Robert Bell. Scott Bell. Dr. Agus argues that the fountain of youth is attainable if everyone were to take statin drugs. Excuse me? It sounds completely, completely insane. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty Robert Scott Bell. All right, here we go. Broadcast week commences now. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Me and Super D in hour one. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, pretty amazing things that have been happening recently. Uh, one of those things I have to say, I was just genuinely shocked and pleased and surprised about. Super D, you were genuinely surprised about my uh, live first stage appearance with a live band singing Neil Diamond, and that happened right. on Thursday evening. We played it on Friday's bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and mm-hmm. I know you put it up there unlisted for uh, patron supporters. I think you have access to that. Yep. Uh, and and there are some social media constructs that you can watch it, but basically what happened was my uh, my trainer, who who was for 10 years or more the leader of uh, one of the top cover bands in the country, No Limits, They she told me they would pull down between twenty-five and fifty grand a performance. Wow! I, I know you talk about that's not your little garage band hire local. This is like they fly you everywhere to be a top-flight cover band. And when I saw her band, because she came out of retirement for one night for a fun night last Thursday, and even the songs I didn't know, because there was a lot of like millennial type stuff they play for a lot of places, it was still fun when it's live. It makes huh. all the difference in the world. Yeah, live bands are cool. And then, of course, they played a lot of the 80s rock and, and Journey and, and stuff, and, and it was fun. And then, of course, when it came down to the finale, the last song of the night was going to be Sweet Caroline. And uh, she brought me up to the stage. She said she would. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, just, I just went up there and like, okay, here we go. And I, it was like I never rehearsed it, not with a band, not with a band, other than singing Neil Diamond songs my whole life. And I just channeled you nailed it i dude. channeled neil so if you guys you, want you to see na- that. you nailed it i was thoroughly impressed like like i was saying on friday you know my job is to if he's giving me crap yes and i i just i after watching that it was there was nothing to say i mean you really <laughs> did a good job i was really cool well and what the thing is i can't judge it because i've never done that and so it was like awkward but i had a good time no matter what i was like hoping i didn't embarrass the band really and uh, they all liked it and they all loved it and it was all good so thank you all for the kind comments those of you who saw it I appreciate that. That's one of those things that I I mentioned, I think, on Friday's bonus round that my dad did that. He was obviously a Neil Diamond fan. That's how I learned about it. And he would, you know, go and play for his church group and things like that and sing. And, and, you know, it was a big part of his life, big part of my life. That's the first time I actually did that with a band, though. And I have to say thank you, Rachel. Shout out to you for making that possible. Uh, Now, uh, talking about the media and media coverage because we do that super don you you pick out the news stories every day and the newsletter is amazing uh for people that are not getting our newsletter just text rsb to 22828 rsb to 22828 or come to com and get your, your newsletter there's also poll questions of the day that are fantastic but people really you're curating the news super deep so well and well, thank you. and 
and the stories that that we cover good lord the desantis and and also abbott but the desantis thing sending illegals undocumented whatever's up to martha's vineyard over the weekend i don't know how many of you saw that and then tucker carlson did a piece on it i think it was on friday's show just had me just laughing out loud falling on the floor it was like so freaking rich with the hypocrisy of the of the elitist wealthy left on martha's vineyard yeah, you got you got to give kudos to to Tucker and his team uh, mm-hmm. for for the the quality research that they do for these segments and the way that they're written. Uh, th- that segment that he did on Friday was probably one of the best mm. that I've seen him do. I have to say, I, it was great. I mean, just laying it out <laughs> and 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 the, you know the atrocity that the left and the media is trying to spin this as is like, how dare uh, Governor of Florida? He's like kidnapping these illegal immigrants. It was like, like you know what? You guys and gals up there in Martha's Vineyard, you know who you are in, in Massachusetts and all of the liberal states that claim to be sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. You are so, uh, you know, uh, you were jumping all over anybody about inhumane treatment of illegals. Here you've got DeSantis taking those people up by an airplane, like a private flight, air conditioned, fed, water, everything they needed, and puts them in Martha's Vineyard, one of the most beautiful places in the country. Right, and you know, I mean, let's be let's be let's be honest about this situation. Uh, when when DeSantis did this, it wasn't like DeSantis sat down. And he said, "You know, <laughs> I really love illegal immigrants, yeah. and I really want to do what is best for them. So I am going to send them to a lovely place for them to be able to enjoy themselves." No. It, he he did it to make a statement. So I mean, nobody's fooled by the idea of of you know this being a, 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 a an intentional move on DeSantis's part mm-hmm. in order to make a statement. Now you know, so it's like let's let's quit playing around with the drama. You yeah. know, of the oh my god, he's still he's using them and abusing them and so you know, come on, these people just trekked trekked across the dang desert, put their lives on the line. You know, they could have been eaten by wolves or or taken, you know, <laughs> sexual sex trafficking. You know, yeah, they made it into the United States. Right. Right. And so, like you said, putting them on a plane, you know, and going to one of the nicest places, places in the country. One of the things Tucker said that was really funny because they they interviewed somebody who made basically made that point. Mm-hmm. The guy was, you know, like, oh, you know, it's it's shameful that he's taking advantage of women and children and blah 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 blah. and tucker was like you know what he's right because this is dangerous these people could accidentally walk into a clam bake Mm -hmm. at martha's vineyard or you know it's like (laughs) come on you know they're they're gonna be fine now here's here's the the interesting thing about this Mm -hmm. and, and what's brilliant about it yeah is that uh DeSantis sent them to Martha's Vineyard. Now, Martha's Vineyard, from what I understand, is supposed to be in an area of a, a sanctuary state, right? Where yeah, they say and that, they, you know, they talk a good game about wanting to care for everybody and being now outraged. Now, that's easy to he, say when you're yeah. freaking Massachusetts and you don't have a border on any of these countries where the illegal immigrants are coming from, right? Right, yeah. So, so here now they show up. And what have they done? The latest that I've seen on this situation is they... They called in the National, the National Guard, Guard for 50. To, to deport these 50 people right. to a military base. Yes. Uh, what does that say? Isn't that priceless? What does it say about the hypocrisy of the left that says, yes, we're all about 
caring for people or they should be welcome here how dare you not want them or calling them illegal that's just 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 oh, dehumanizing yeah. and here DeSantis sends them up to the most beautiful wealthy place in America and you've got Obama with an 11,000 square foot home with eight bathrooms or something a 12 million dollar house yeah and i saw a picture where they showed the the tent Mm-hmm. That the Obamas used for Barack Obama's birthday party. Yeah, and it was huge. And you could have fit all fifty, all 50 of those of people in easily yeah. into that tent, right? With all in king beds, and they'd be fine. Yeah. 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 So I just this is priceless. This is priceless. <laughs> this is calling out the political left Look, for their hypocrisy. A, the the, the wealthy people move. who says not in my backyard. And this is also you know similar to things we, not only we have pointed out, but. You know, when Pelosi or any of the gun grabbers go, everybody should turn in their guns. You're like, all right, Pelosi, you're first. Put up a sign, gun-free zone in your yard, outside your, your wall, and also let's disarm all your bodyguards. And then let's talk about giving up our guns. Right. That's the hypocrisy that they, some reason they can't seem to see, whether it's cognitive dissonance or they're just scumbags. I got to tell you, though, and you're right, and that's, that's a decent analogy, but nothing is going to top what just happened with these immigrants and with DeSantis. Because when people are, after they've looked at the situation, they're not going to come away from it going, oh, the terrible abuse of those people. They're going to come away from it. The the optics on this ended up being great. What did you have? You had the people there that that were like, we don't have, we can't. We can't handle this. We can't handle people. this. We don't have the resources for this. We can't. They need They're to go. They need to get out of here. The average home is well over a million bucks. It's oh, like yeah. these are McMansions extraordinaire over there. You can't house yeah. them. Fifty people on. There on is that no way you could have gotten. You know the 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 top ten wealthiest Democrats living in Martha's Vineyard. They yeah. could have pulled together. You know a few bucks out of their pocket to take care of these people, like they say they would do. Like yeah, the though. policies and the legislation that they vote on that mm-hmm. affects everybody else in the country, but not them. Not them, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah. no, did they step up? No. They called in the National Guard and, and, and deported them. It's embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't even think they're aware of what they do. They're so dis, dis, uh, disconnected well, from reality. They've, they've shown their true colors, and this is br- this was a brilliant move in a way where, I, you know, whatever. The, 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 the immigrants may have thought that they were going to be able to stay in Martha's Vineyard when they got sent there, but, but they also got to see the, the true colors. The leftists have revealed people. themselves yeah. at this point. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about a health-specific topic uh, here as we are in our first segment today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. The date, the date, I believe, is the 17th of September, 2022. We're almost to the... No, it's the 18th. It's the 18th? It is the 18th. Seriously? I don't even know what day it is. All right, well, good on yeah. you for knowing that because we also had Kiwis on the other day from New Zealand, and uh, that, that threw off my calendar as well because they were in tomorrow. They were already in tomorrow when we had them on Friday, mm-hmm. so... All right, so scientists debate how lethal COVID is. Some say it's now less risky than flu. Now, see, there's an interesting thing, debate. That wasn't allowed to happen during most of COVID. If a scientist said, hey, you know what? This is really not as bad as they say it is. Or, you know what? There's another way to treat it besides what the hospitals are doing. And remdesivir is deadly. They would have been shouted down, shut down, deplatformed. It's disinfo, etc. But now it looks like scientists are questioning scientists. Could that be that they're challenging Dr. Fauci on this as well, saying, hey, this is probably not worse than a flu right now. What's going on? And, yeah, that's what they're saying. And, of course, guess what Fauci says? I'm sorry. I just disagree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The severity of one compared to the other is really quite stark. And the potential to kill of one uh, versus the other is really quite stark. 
Really? Well, isn't their number, they say at least 36,000 people uh, die every year of the flu? Yeah, that's the BS number. We've, you know, we've disabused people of that. But yeah, that's their, their, their market, marker point. And uh, based on where COVID is, flu is, is bad or worse. Because they, they use this, they use a bad flu season, they say about 50,000 people. We, again, I know here, you know here, that the flu isn't what kills people. It's often the treatment for it, the hospital treatment, et cetera. It's also often the uh, secondary or tertiary complications because they've been on medicines that suppress their immune system, then they end up with lung infections, and they die of, you know, uh, uh, pneumonia, for instance. All right, we're going to take a pause here. We'll come back on that. And also, uh, the number one best way to tell if you have inflammation. All right, robertscottbell.com. Back after this. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Back at it on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Links are up. Show notes, robertscottbell.com. And we were just talking about COVID versus flu. I don't even want to go further into that at this moment, just to say that everything about COVID has been a gross exaggeration, uh, a deception, a fear-based, let's say, construct that would basically remove you from your rights. That's it. That's what it has been. And it doesn't mean people haven't been sick. We've never disputed that. But again, causation is always in question here. And I I like debates. I like engaging in discussion about these things. And that was a bit about what's happening now in the scientific world. They're they're now having to come to grips with it. There's disagreement. Oh, you mean science isn't settled? I don't think anybody cares anymore. Well, really, honestly, I don't. I mean, I think it's interesting that they're having the debate. Yeah. Because what they're debating is what we were debating two years ago. Yeah, I'm like, better late than never. But you guys suck. You're so slow, you know. (laughs) So, uh if we become inflamed at all during these last two, two and a half years, I think it's righteous inflammation. How about that for a, Ooh, a new way of using the, the term? I like that. Righteous inflammation. Now, this uh, you've, t- you've, you've gone to this website before. But eat I this. like this website. On. They have some fun stuff on here. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like what they're putting out. The number one best way to tell if you have inflammation. Experts warn to pay attention to these seven signs of inflammation. Now, they say seven signs, but they do they say one of them is number one, or is it just in order? So that was um, their, their hook. Yeah, just ignore that, because I think a millennial yeah. put this together. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just a, <laughs> it's a clickbait. We're going to give you seven. So first, they want you to know what it is about inflammation. Right. And and I have no dispute here because acute inflammation is necessary for survival. It's a, it's an acute response well, they, to survival. They reference Dr. Barry Sears here. Yeah. On this yeah. I've heard of him before. Yeah, so it, it's a protection right. mechanism. But yeah. if acute inflammation doesn't turn off, it doesn't resolve, then you go into chronic inflammation. And that's the reason for premature aging, uh, chronic disease, autoimmune disease. And the question is, what is it that triggers chronic low-level inflammation? Now, many in the medical field will say, well, that's the immune system. The immune system's gone wrong. All right. Well, let's let's we'll discuss that. But number two on this list is how to help prevent inflammation. And they're going to Dr. Sears again. And they uh, well, he talks about omega three essential fatty acids, EPA and DHA and polyphenols. No problem there. We know that they're critical in protection uh, of cellular uh, defense and integrity when inflammation is present and they do reduce inflammation. Uh, I argue that copper is one of the most overlooked minerals that addresses systemic inflammation skeletal and vascular 
And so we got to look at copper. And if you haven't been, you know, started on the sovereign copper, I've got one in my hand for those of you watching it earlier or later. But sovereign copper is amazing for that. And you could take a tablespoon one, two, or three times a day. This is all really good information. This is the reason why I got, I have to, I, I, I got to pick and choose these articles that they have on this website because some sure. of them I wouldn't, you know, don't really jive. But yeah, you know, I mean, you're talking about reducing uh, stress, right? Right. Optimize sleep, exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's uh, even nothing talks wrong about like it. cold immersion and 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 curcumin. I, and I'm stuff, not purple, you know? pur purposefully into diving into super cold water, but that's just me. Some people um, swear by it. I know. I, no. I'm not going to argue with them. Your fasting blood sugar level is elevated. That's number three. That will in, uh, be absolute and in, indicative of inflammation. Unfortunately, Doctor Sears says it's a marker of insulin resistance, and I call crap up to that because you're not resisting insulin. You simply don't have the chromium mineral to offload the sugar from the insulin that's carried in the semi-tractor trailer truck. And you get, you get to the, uh, the, the dock and there's no dock workers. Chromium's the dock worker. So please go to get the right form of chromium from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com and use the code RSB5 to get the discount. All right, one, another, number four, you have excess body fat. Yes, that, that can create inflammatory uh, cascades within the body on a chronic basis not a problem no controversy there widespread pain and stiffness well yeah that's indicative that there is inflammation causing pain of the of the typically the skeletal system cytokines cytokines we talked cytokine storms once again copper is critical here liver health is critical here kidney health is critical here in fact hydrogen if you're not drinking hydrogen water from my friend at, at uh, echo water synergy science we had paul bertero on just this last week Go check it out. The best discount in the world available through the Robert Scott Bell Show, RSB15. Number six, tiredness that won't go away. You're always tired. Well, your body's robbed of energy that it uses to move about the earth cabin because it's dealing with inflammation. It's an immune response. Getting past that, you'll find you get your energy back. Number seven, it talks about brain fog, trouble concentrating, mood changes. Number eight, digestive system issues. And number nine, strange skin trouble. I mean, this is inflammation. This is liver congestion. These are things that require support for detoxification, minerals like selenium as well as the chromium we mentioned and the copper. All right, folks, we're going to leave off inflammation here. Y'all check out the articles in the newsletter by going to robertscottbell.com and signing up or texting RSB to 22828. And when we come back, what happens if you're exposed to antibiotics later? Later? I'll get to that later. Almost in a moment. Stay with us. You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. All right, one of my favorite topics, Super Don has just brought it up in the newsletter, and it's in the show notes today. Neil Diamond. A, yes, no, we're going to no, talk no. about Neil Diamond for the next. We, no, that's minutes. not that's not where I was going. This is oh. this is about anti your biceps. That's what we're going to talk about. Oh yeah, can we do that? Your favorite topic. Find it. Here we go. Bicep. For those of you watching, they're, they're, they're <laughs> rangy and gangly. Anyway, right. uh, no, that's not it. No, it's okay. it's it's something I grew up on. And Super Don, I don't remember how much you had these things, but I had a lot of them. They were like multivitamins. They're like Flintstone vitamins. I had so many. What were they? Antibiotics. Hmm. Antibiotics. Now, this is at SciTech Daily, uh, a science website out of Rutgers University. And they're talking about most common medications. The, the, some of the most common medications can cause permanent side effects in children. And th this was me. This is my story, Super D, right here, right now. They're publishing it all these years later. This came out September 15th. 
And it says this, a new study has found that early exposure to antibiotics can cause permanent asthma and allergies. Now, what did I have in my canary of in the coal mine existence within Gen X? Antibiotics almost from the day I was born. Problems with my digestive system. They didn't talk about gut ecology, disruption, microbiome stuff at all. They didn't even give yogurt. It was here, take this antibiotic, take another, take another, take another. And sometimes it would be in a really delicious pink liquid, if I remember correctly. Or was that Tylenol, acetaminophen? I don't know. Nasty stuff. The pink liquid was... Um, and not Pepto-Bismol, amoxicillin. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. the antibiotic. So I was right. Yep. You remember that too then? Yeah, that was super yummy. I remember yeah, as a kid. it was delicious. But it was destroying my gut. And uh, what, what did it lead to? Yeah, borderline asthma, ser- severe chronic allergies through my young years. I went through every over-the-counter prescription medication they could throw at me back then, and then 10 years of allergy shots. The study's authors from Rutgers, New York University, and the University of Zurich stated that antibiotics are among the most used medications in children. They affect gut microbiome communities and metabolic functions, and these changes in microbiota structure can impact host immunity. Well, duh. And, and you know, if there's a, a practical implication of what they find, they say, listen to this. These are doctors and scientists at Rutgers. Avoid antibiotic use in young children. Hmm. How often do you hear pediatricians saying, nope, let's not give this antibiotic? Especially in the face of moms that don't know better going, you've got to give me an antibiotic. I wish that they would be able to uh, prescribe placebo antibiotics, pretend ones, because they would be much better off doing so. The moms would feel good about it. The kids would recover anyway, like ear infections. Most ear infections will resolve without antibiotics. We know that. But that's not what's happening in most cases. We're being given antibiotics. And, and folks, if you're not eating, let's just say you eat fast food diet, you go and get burgers. I'm a meat eater. I'm not a vegan vegetarian. I have been. I've, I've traveled through all of the diets, and they have been beneficial to me to certain points, and I just listen to my body what it needs. But I grew up on factory farmed food, and that includes the burgers, you know, at McDougal's and all those places. They are also, at the time, not so much anymore. I know there's more consciousness about it, loaded with antibiotics in the feed to fatten these things up for slaughter to make it more expensive. In other words, you get a better price at market, the, the ranchers at factory farms, by fattening them up with antibiotics. And so even if you weren't prescribed the pink liquid amoxicillin, you were eating antibiotic-laden meats that were creating abnormalities within your microbiome. But in this case, they're talking about straight-up tests with azithromycin and amoxicillin. And this is a very well-designed double-blind study that resulted in profound immunological changes, including allergies, especially allergies, which are not, you're not supposed to have allergies. I know they're commonplace. They weren't so commonplace when I was growing up. Super Don, you didn't have allergies like I did growing up. You were different than me. I had, yeah, I only had one allergy, and it was only for a period of time. I outgrew it, and it was mm-hmm. to uh, grass. Like like mm-hmm. if somebody mowed the lawn, mm-hmm. I I was allergic to that for a short period of time. That's pretty much it. Oh, I, yeah. I was allergic. I was allergic to codeine too. Codeine. Wow. That those yeah. are the two allergies I've ever had to deal with. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that was that was they had Tylenol with codeine back then. I had a strep codeine cough syrup. Yeah, Cody. That's how I found out about it. I I had a a strep throat infection one time when visiting family up in New York. And Mm. I remember as a kid, uh, a severe like strep where it was like so painful, like your your throat was on fire. Every time you swallowed, you cried. And I remember getting that Tylenol with codeine or something. And oh, just but more antibiotics again. 
So they initially transferred in this study uh, fecal samples rich in bacteria from the first group of mice to a second group of adult mice with no previous exposure to any bacteria or germs. Some received samples from mice given azithromycin or amoxicillin in infancy. Others received normal samples from mice that had received water. So you see what they're doing here. They're, they're seeding the microbiome based on exposure to these antibiotics in infancy. And, and how does this translate for these other mice? And they basically, uh, you know, tested uh, allergies to dust mites, you know, with those who had the antibiotics or not. And they had a reference point to show a radical difference between the two groups. Offspring, and this is the next generation. This is interesting here, Super D. Listen to this, because this is where you go, wait a second. It didn't happen to you. It didn't happen to me. But the kids, the kids had the problem. Yeah. They're saying offspring of mice now. The next generation we're talking about. They received these samples, and then they were the ones that were triggered into these severe allergies. Again, we're talking trans transgenerational what does that mean? This gets into um, the idea of genetic inherent inheritance, right? When they say you have allergies, oh, it's just a genetic issue. Sorry, bad luck on you. But now they're going to the epigenetic reality of exposure to something in the environment of a previous generation impacting and manifesting in the next where they could argue super D that, oh yeah, that's genetic. And you go, well, yeah, I guess they say, yeah, it's genetic. Look at what happened here. But it's the it's the genetic changes in the microflora across the generations that manifest as something that didn't even exist in the generation that was initially exposed to the antibiotics. They said this was a carefully controlled experiment, that the only variable in the first part was antibiotic exposure. They're very clear on this. The only variable in the second two parts was whether the mixture of gut bacteria had been affected by antibiotics. Everything else about the mice was identical. And what they conclude, these experiments provide strong evidence that um, antibiotics cause unwanted immune responses to develop via their effect on gut bacteria, but only if the gut bacteria are altered in early childhood. So this is the critical time where I was hammered and I ended up in the same generation having these problems. But this story is, is manifesting for most in the children, the next generation. And so is the question. Go ahead, Super D. No, I, I just, sorry. <laughs> you can always tell when I'm going to say something because I make a sound. But I, I, I didn't mean to. But um, yeah. this, this just reminds me. You were talking about the, you know, the epigenetics and stuff like that. There's another story that's been out that I, I've noticed here where research recent research is showing that fathers who breathe cigarette smoke uh-huh uh, ch- ch- excuse me the children whose fathers breathe cigarette smoke are more likely to have asthma as well yeah you know and so i mean this i i i don't know that really there's anybody out there that can uh honestly and and legitimately claim that it's all genetics at this point if they are they're living in the past. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a, bo- a, a growing body of research now, mm-hmm. and has been for a long time, that shows that that you know this kind of stuff happens, and it's yeah. it's kind of scary when you think about it. And I think that you know when when people do things like you know when they're what heavy you, drinkers or they yeah. smoke or and stuff like that, that it's like they need to understand they're not just affecting themselves. That if they're going to plan planning on procreating, yeah. That That's you are setting part, right? up the next yeah. generation and possibly yeah. generations after that mm-hmm. with problems. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was the ki- the the kicker was yeah, your smoking was affecting the health of the offspring. 
even right. before they they never breathed the air that you were breathing. Right. Did did any of your kids have asthma? Because I know you were a smoker for a long time. Um, no, because actually that that I didn't I didn't start smoking until after they were born. Ah, okay. it was something I picked up later on in life. <laughs> it was the, uh, yeah, it was the stress of having kids. I guess it's like it, oh, it must be, yeah that and the gray yeah. hair, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that was not something that that affected them. So, so you know, here's it's fascinating again the antibiotic issue. This has been something you know since the first time you connected with me on the air. Antibiotics were something that I would talk about, and you know, even long before we understood a lot more that we do today about the microbiome. My focal point, because it was my recovery, was how did I how do I heal the gut? How do I help heal the gut? Because it's everything. When we realize that. Um, if the microbiome is altered, that it not only impacts you, but it impacts the next generations. So what do we do to recover it? Now, I was even talking to a, a woman, nice lady. Uh, we were uh, cleaning up around uh, the temple yesterday, and her husband's a doctor. And she says she has, like, some allergies. Every time she'd move, she'd have an allergy to w- whatever the new thing was. And I said, yeah, I, I had allergies for the first 24 years of my life, and I got rid of them by healing my gut, healing my liver, and going organic. She's like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I had allergy shots and everything. But it really is about that immune response that is altered by having our microbiome, our normal healthy flora balance, which includes, again, biodiversity. Interesting word. They don't like biodiversity in Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) They say they do. (laughs) But when they were exposed to her, they're like, get them out of here. Call the National Guard. It's too diverse. We don't really like diversity. But in your uh, gut ecology, it is about biodiversity. And so how do we restore it? It isn't just about having a diverse or biodiverse probiotic supplement, and that's fine. You can put in a lot of different strains that are good for you, but let's say it goes down into a gut that has been decimated by antibiotics, equivalent to what I say is the napalming of a jungle, and you were awarded the right to save the animals before you had to napalm the jungle, so you pulled all the animals out, you napalm the jungle, you feel great because the animals are still alive. And then you put the animals back in, like the microbiome. You try to repopulate it with probiotics in a gut that has been napalmed with antibiotics. Destroyed, decimated. The flora and the fauna. And so the lining is decimated. The villi are destroyed. And there's no place to live anymore. Much like the 50 Venezuelan illegal immigrants going to Martha's Vineyard. There's no place to live. <laughs> because their, their uh, villi was destroyed by their own hypocrisy. I'm not talking about the Venezuelans now. I'm talking about the people that live there. Oh, we really didn't mean it about biodiversity. So if you want the ability to replenish a healthy gut and get rid of allergies like I did, consider the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol, and you can get that by getting Unlock the Power to Heal, books available on Amazon, or you can download the chapter on gut recovery for free at robertscottbell.com. Sign up for email alerts. That'd be even kinder if you did that too. But you can scroll down and you'll find it looking for the Silver Aloe uh, Gut Recovery Protocol. And you can submit questions about that if you're new to the show. And I'll answer them. Even if I've answered them a hundred times, there are always new people that need to know. Send it on down to robertscottbell.com and we'll be back to wrap up Hour 1 after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott, the Robert Scott Bell Show. We're going to go to Canada in this episode. we got a story out of Canada. And I feel for our Canadian brethren and the lack of freedom they have uh, with shot coercion, etc. 
Um, I was thinking about Canada, too, because my good friend Bill, Bill Tufts, who passed away a couple of years ago, he developed the orange TKO cleaning formula that we used all these years. Still do. And my friend Tor McPartland, who's not from Canada, uh, in California, who developed the orange guard, the delimiting that can be used safely as a pesticide around the house, around the kids and the pets. It won't harm them. Even if you got organic uh, gardens, you can use it around there to kill the aphids, the ants, uh, the roaches. If you got all of that, you can use orangeguard.com. Go to your local Ace Hardware, ask for it. They have it there on the shelf or Whole Foods or direct at orangeguard.com. Say thanks to them. Uh, in Canada, kids going to college and there's such coercion in Canada. Oh man, did they fall prey to a vaccine propaganda that even though it's not a vaccine, the mandates. They're still there at the campus level, community campus and, and university level. Here's the article out of the brownstone.org website. And this is a, a letter from Julie Pones, Pones, who's writing to them because she was banned from campus as a professor because she refused to fall prey to the coercion to mandatorily get the COVID jabs. And she has a great message for students. And this is not just in Canada. I'd say everywhere. If you remember in our lifetime, Super D, Vietnam, those things, we were still young, but mm. we look at all the, the news footage from those days and years. Weren't the college campuses the hotbed of protest? Oh, yeah. When I oh, was yeah. in college, students in college were protesting apartheid in South Africa. I didn't know mm. a lot about it, but that was a big thing. Where are the students gathering in protest of my body, my choice, and no coercion, you know, because this violates bodily integrity? They're and her too busy protest. They're protesting about pronouns. And yeah, well, that's that's a problem. And this woman, <laughs> this author, Julie Pines, professor of ethics, who taught at Ontario's Huron, uh, Huron University for 20 years, placed on leave and banned from accessing her campus due to the vaccine mandate. She's saying to the college kids, hey, wake up. If, if Even if you like this vaccine or jab, what about down the road? The next one, the next one, the next one. If you don't speak up, if you don't get loud and, and you know, organize together to stop this, it's never going to end until you're dead. Mm. And, you know, the universities have said, just trust us, just trust us. And now she's pointing out, look, all right, maybe you just had to trust them because you didn't know early on. But now we have enough time that has lapsed. We have enough scientific publications that have been revealed to show that the jabs don't work. They don't stop the spread. They don't stop the manifestation. So why is it a mandate at all? You guys and gals, you kids up there in Canada and college students around the world, good Lord, wake up or you will wake up in a totalitarian dictatorship of, no, not one you like. They're going to laugh at your pronouns if you keep this up. And, and those pronouns are really not of life and death issues. The life and death issues are mRNA injections against your will, not just the COVID one, but whatever flu one they got, whatever universal, whatever they got. They got loads of them coming down the pike. And Trudeau and the WEF, the World Economic Forum stooges in the Canadian government, are going to be 100% in. And if you let them get away with this mandate at the collegiate level, there will be no stopping. Once you get out into the world and try to find a job, it'll be the same thing. You can't work here until you get the next jab and the next jab, and the next jab, tying it into your digital ID that you didn't speak out against because you didn't believe the government would actually do these evil things that governments have done throughout the ages because you're a moron. You're at college level and you don't even know history. And if that upsets you, it should. And maybe it'll get you to look a little bit deeper into the things you're crying about and realizing those things are not worth crying about the things that are, it'll be too late. 
much too late because you didn't wake up and recognize the great evil that is being perpetrated on you by your government in Canada. Yeah, I'm saying that as a United States American guy. But I'm also saying that about our government and the government of Australia and, and, and New Zealand and the United Kingdom and, and the Western-style democracies of uh, Europe and some of the Asian democracies, all of them. If you don't stand up, kids are, this is where it happens typically. The young people, the drivers of the change, they have the energy, but maybe they don't anymore. Maybe they've been so poisoned over the generations because their parents have not been listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show for the last 23 years. And, and now that you are, please make sure you get your kids, your grandkids, your grandma, your grandpa, your moms and dads tuned into the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty so that you don't end up in an mRNA injection prison cell one day. Or right now you're in one in Canada at the university level. Hey, thank you all for being here. Uh, hour one is done. we got a whole other hour of broadcast healing from Israel. Reports on the ground you've never heard before anywhere in the media. You're going to hear about it next because the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show.